Keeping your home safe and secure should be a top priority. Our homes are our sanctuaries, and the thought of someone breaking in and stealing our valuable possessions or harming one of our loved ones is unsettling. However, there are steps that you can take to keep your home safe and secure and deter bad guys from targeting your property. Hey, this is episode 785 of the Ready Your Future podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you prepare for a better future. It's all about loving your people, getting prepared, and living free. I'm Todd Sepulveda, a regular guy living in the suburbs who understands the need to be better prepared for the future. Hey, are you looking to up your preparedness knowledge? Don't spend time bouncing around the internet for the best preparedness content. Instead, sign up for the top preparedness articles and get them right in your email. For $5 a month, you can get the top preparedness articles from around the internet sent to your email weekly. You can choose to read them or drop them in the Pocket app and have them read to you as you go about your day. The Buy Me a Coffee link to the top preparedness articles is in the show notes. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode. I'm so glad that you are here hanging out with me. Hey, I am recording this super, super late on a Sunday evening. It just kind of fell that way, and uh, just things got to the point where I had to keep kind of putting it off to where I could get to uh, get some time uh, by myself or at least where it was quiet in the house to be able to record. So uh, we're going to jump right into this one this week. Uh, Our article is coming to us from askaprepper.com. The title of this article is Looter Deterrence You Never Thought Of. So some of these you you might have never thought of, uh, you might have thought of if you've been thinking about this topic. And I think it's a topic that we're all, we all should be very aware of, especially right now where we're seeing a lot of crime. We're seeing the economy kind of tank and people getting desperate. And so you're going to see crime going up. And what you want to do is make sure that your home is protected or safe and secure, or at least you've hardened it to the point where the whoever wants to come in and and, you know have that easy steal, whatever that might be, right? It's like, hey, I want to go steal a laptop, I want to steal, you know, something that I can make a little bit of money for whatever they want to do. They want to look at your house and say, you know what, I've got to jump to through too many hoops to get in there. Uh, there's too many things that uh, I need to be concerned about. I'm going to go somewhere else. Else, I'm going to go to an easier target. And really, that's what it boils down to. You know, you want to make your your house, your home, a harder target to where they decide to target somebody an easier target. And that's I mean, I mean when you think about it, it's like that's not cool because they're going to target someone else. But here's the fact: the fact is, is that if the people want to do something bad, they're going to do something bad. You know, if you're going to people who are going to steal and they're going to you know break into homes and stuff like that they're going to do that no matter no matter you know which home it is they don't care and so you just want to protect your stuff and protect your family so we're going to go ahead and jump into this one at askaprepper.com again it's called looter deterrence you never thought of and then i'm going to come back on the end and i'm going to share some other ideas and thoughts all right let's go ahead and jump in there are many ways to prevent looters from entering your home or to deter them from trying You can use traps, cameras, lights, and other methods which have been written about extensively, but there are several ways that you can deter someone from trying to loot your home that you may not have ever thought of. So one way to deter someone from looting your home is to convince them that it would be unwise to make an attempt. Posting signs around your property is a great way to inform anyone approaching the house that there are going to be obstacles in their way. The signs you post don't have to be true. If you have a chain link fence around your property, you can post a sign that says danger electrified fence. While it may not deter everyone, most people will not want to test that claim in case it happens to be true. 
A few examples of signs that can act as a deterrent are guard, guard dog on duty, premises under video surveillance. This home is insured by Smith & Wesson and trespassers will be shot. The critical thing to remember is that being so overt about your home being occupied and well defended should only be considered in circumstances where looting appears to be rampant and indiscriminate. The next idea is to not be a victim. So one way to deter looters that may be our current neighbors is to never look like a victim starting well before SHTF. Walk around with your head up and shoulders back, always being aware of your surroundings. When you exercise, ensure people in the neighborhood see you so they know you are fit. If you practice martial arts, don't hide that fact. Ensure that the people around you know you are training to defend yourself. Without disclosing how many firearms you have, you can drop into conversations that you train with firearms regularly. If you win any shooting competitions, you can also drop that into a conversation with your neighbors. If you are proficient in firearms, offering to take your neighbors or out shooting is an excellent way to show them how skilled you are without seeming threatening. If your neighbors see you as someone who should not be messed with, they will be less likely to target your home for looting. All right, the firearms thing can go both ways, right? I mean, it could be like, hey, you're putting it out there that you go out and shoot and all that kind of stuff. But then it also means that you have firearms in the home and that might be something valuable that somebody might want to steal. All right. So you got to really think about how you're going to approach that one. Another one, and I know that I've talked about this one before, is fake cameras and security devices. Since video surveillance is so affordable, there's no reason why you should not have the perimeter of your home covered by video surveillance. However, even if you have complete surveillance coverage, adding a few fake cameras in visible locations will give anyone approaching the building the impression that they are under more surveillance than they are actually under. Likewise, you can install fake security devices as decoys to funnel looters into a particular area or deter them altogether. For example, fake motion sensors, trip wires, or visible alarm devices can divert attention from hidden devices. I've talked about this one before. Dad had a video store, um, a video store, and also a party store where he he put them in the back of the store, kind of like uh, where there was some uh, spaces that you really couldn't see very easily. And they had a little like nine volt battery on there that had a little red blinking light, so it kind of seemed like it was working. And so uh, you know that's something that you could kind of consider that uh, that that would. Uh, deter someone from uh, coming into your your property or coming into your home. The next one is audio traps. So there are a lot of traps that one could set up to alert the people inside the home to anyone approaching the house. Another type of trap that you could set would be one that, when triggered, plays an audio file through a hidden speaker. The sound played could be simply a loud siren or, better yet, your voice challenging the intruder. The trigger for the trap can be a pressure switch, a trip wire, a motion sensor, or anything else that you can think of. So I think this is going to be something that you have to rig up. I don't think it would be that hard, but I I do see where this could be something valuable, even if it's like a dog barking, like a really you know big dog sound, you know, and uh, kind of scare someone uh, if if that was something you wanted to do. Speaking of dogs, the next one is have some dogs. So when your dog scrambles to bark at everyone who comes to the front door or walks by the house, it can be more than a little irritating and many people will train their pups not to bark. However, I always recommend encouraging your dogs to bark whenever someone approaches, regardless of who they are. 
Ideally, we want our canine companions to believe that their job is to guard us and the home so that they will be woken from a dead sleep whenever they hear footsteps outside or someone knocking. The great thing about the sound of a barking dog coming from inside the home is that no one can see how big the dog is or whether or not their tail is wagging furiously. And would-be looters would be left with the understanding that entering the house may result in being attacked by an angry fur missile. If you do not have a dog, you can use an audio trap that plays the sound of a dog barking and growling. I think this is one of those that would deter a lot of people, especially if it is a deeper sounding dog. And uh, I'm talking about a real dog, not uh, the audio sound. I've mentioned that we have family member living with us and he has two dogs and they're big dogs and I am I'm I'm happy for them to bark. I mean, uh, the other day it was it was actually kind of funny. Someone came to the door and rang the doorbell and the dog started barking and when they opened when my son opened the door, the person actually it was a kid who was kind of going house to house and you selling things. But they had backed up like really far, you know, almost to to the sidewalk because the dog scared them. And that's what you want, right? You you want the dogs to scare someone. Again, the idea is this is not a home that I want to go into. This is not worth it. I don't want to mess around with this. I want to go ahead and go to another home. So again, having a dog is something that you would want to consider. Now, I really don't agree with this next one, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it. Making the property look looted. So looters will probably pass by any houses that look like they have already been ransacked. All you need to do is spread a few household items, papers, boxes, etc. around the front of the property. The goal is to make it look like someone went into the home, grabbed a bunch of stuff, and discarded whatever they didn't find value in on the front lawn. Another thing you can do is spray paint some graffiti around the house to send home the point that unsavory characters have already been inside and the home has been looted already. Even if the looters decide to see if anything is worth looting, they will do so assuming that the house is empty and you can take the looters by surprise. Okay, so I guess this article is kind of written with, uh, you know, SHTF in mind. And if, you know, the, I guess, you know, the hammer, <laughs> the hammer is falling, the zombies are out and, you know, you want to make sure people don't come looting your home. I, I, I'm not going to. I am not going to rely on making my house look looted. You know, that's not something that I want. I'm going to rally my neighborhood and rally the neighbors to, you know, protect the neighborhood. That's that's going to be my goal. And if you're living in like this day and age right now, right, where the poop hasn't hit the fan, at least for the most part, like, you know, the zombies and all that, then you don't want your house looking trashy. So that's not one that I would necessarily consider. One thing that you would, though, like uh, I've thought about this one, if we were like the poop had hit the fan and uh, you were trying to make your home look like, hey, you shouldn't go in there, you could put up some things like biological, you know, warnings like, hey, there is, you know, some kind of a biological issue in there or, you know, the sign that they usually do for dead bodies and stuff like that. You can kind of put that up there and see if that would deter people. Uh, It's worth a shot, you know, just kind of like making your your house look looted. I don't think that would really deter people because different people would be looking for different things. So anyway, that's just something that you always hear about on, in, you know, in prepper articles and stuff. And uh, I really, that wouldn't be my go-to thing, but anyway, you get to decide how you want to do things for yourself. All right. Last thing here is, um, barricades. 
So typically when preparing our homes against looters, we aim not to make our preparations obvious. The countermeasures we deploy usually work best if the people who walk into them are unaware of their existence. There is a time and a place to fly under the radar, not drawing any attention. However, there will be a time that you may want anyone approaching the house to know you are ready for them. An excellent way to do this is to barricade your home's entrance and windows and make it obvious that getting into your home will be very difficult. Heavy shutters or thick plywood over the windows with shooting ports cut into them will announce to anyone approaching that you have put some serious thought into hardening the structure. These six looter deterrents that I was able to come up with that many people may not have considered. But of course, there are many other ways to deter looters. The only real limiting factor for coming up with new and inventive ways to do so is your imagination. At the end of the day, when faced with looting in your neighborhood, you will have to be creative and adaptable to deter people from seeing your house as a target. So guys, that's it. Uh, you know, shorter article from Ask a Prepper. There are 45 comments here that you can come and you can check out if you're interested in. And, um, you know, just there's always good information in the comments and you got to take it with a grain of salt. But anyway, there you go. So my my whole purpose for this was not necessarily, you know, going to SHTF. It's more along the lines of what kinds of things can we do to make our homes secure and 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 that. So there were so, a couple of things here in this article that already kind of uh, promoted that. So like, for instance, the dogs, uh, even doing the fake cameras uh, and, and putting signs out. I think those kinds of things make it really, I mean, those are easy things that you can do. Uh, although a dog needs to be trained and all that kind of stuff, but there are some things that you can do to make make it a little bit harder and to harden your home and make it you know make it easier for the the thieves and the robbers to go somewhere else. Like ultimately, again, like I said, that's what you want. So I have a couple of other thoughts that I want to put in here. Maybe this is something that you've considered. Maybe you're looking like, hey, what looking at your home and what can I do to uh, make my my home uh, a little bit safer. So one of the ideas, and this is in no specific order, right? Um, install smart lighting. And so smart lighting, like motion activated lights. I know that we've talked about this in the exclusive email group recently. Um, I think I think Jeff brought it up where uh, he talked about he's put those out in his in his yard, right? So it's like when you see people out there, and especially if you have a bigger backyard and you have different trees and things like that, um, that you can put these motion lights up and you can, uh, you know, if someone passes by there or whatever, these lights are going to come on and it's going to draw attention to them. And so, you know, there you go. Um, I am, uh, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of the ring doorbell. I know a lot of people don't like it because it's an Amazon product, but they're very easy to install and they're very easy to track. You're able to, you know, watch it on your phone and, um, you know, it records the video. If you need, I mean, it doesn't cost a lot of money for that at all. And so, you know, you, you have that available. And so I have a camera in the back. I have a camera in the front. I have uh, the ring doorbell. When somebody rings the doorbell, I'm able to watch what people are doing. You know, uh, just recently, uh, last week, we had a really big rainstorm and rain came down crazy. And uh, I, I was able to turn on my uh, my camera to see what it was like because I wanted to make sure that the, the road wasn't f flooding, the street wasn't flooding because my son sometimes parks on the street. And I was going to tell him, hey, you need to move move your car up. And, and I'm glad he had already done it because if not, it would have been too late because the water was already 
above it was past the sidewalk and so i was uh you know having flashbacks to the tax day flood and uh hurricane harvey and things like that and it was crazy now i mean it rained so hard so fast that that happened and it went down pretty quickly but again, I was able to see that from work on my on my uh, ring camera. And so, you know, I took a picture of it. Maybe I'll put it up on Buy Me A Coffee. I've been posting things on Buy Me A Coffee. And uh, you might want to go check those out if you're just interested in kind of keeping up with me and, and what's going on. Go leave me a message over there. But anyway, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in that. And there are other things that you can do. I know other people have shared uh, other types of cameras and things. And, and you, can, you can get an app and you can check things out that way as well. Um, I just, I go to the ring doorbell because it was uh, a really, you know, it's really easy to install and it works really well. I haven't had a real big problem with it. All right. So, uh, in starting or install and starting, so installing smart lighting, I think that's going to be important. Uh, if you want to, you know, make sure that your home is safe, especially at nighttime, you want to be able to, to put that out there. So people think they're walking in a, you know, bad guys are walking in a dark, a dark area. And then all of a sudden lights start coming on. They're like, okay, they're out of there. Right. Um, another thing you can do is landscaping. And we, we hear about this a lot in the preparedness community. Um, you want to make sure that you trim your trees and your shrubs near windows and entrances, right? So when you're, if you're coming home late at night, it's not an area where someone could hide and, you know, kind of jump, you know, jump out at you from those areas. At the same time, you want to plant, you know, shrubs and bush, bushes near windows that are thorny. And so if anybody tried to, you know, climb through there, they're going to, they're going to get all torn up, you know? And so, uh, if that's something that you want to do, that's a natural barrier, a natural deterrent that you can put out. And so that it's not, you know, not difficult to do. So you can do that. Another way to make your home safe is to, you know, reinforce entry points. So strengthen the doors and windows that you have, you know, put in a really good deadbolt, uh, put in those extra long screws. So if someone tried to kick in your, uh, kick in your door, that it's just not going to go very easily. I mean, you know, sometimes they use like, you know, little one inch screws and you can find these really, you know, big ones that you can put in and, uh, really to really reinforce your frame there. And so you can do that on the windows as an entry point. You want to make sure that you have locks on there, window locks. Those are very cheap and it's very easy to do. Uh, another thing that you can do, and somebody has brought this up in the exclusive email group before, is putting security film. And so that's just kind of like an extra layer. And, and so it's not going to stop somebody from breaking a window, but it's, it's just, it's an extra going to buy you a little bit more time, right? And so if you're in the home a little bit more time to, you know, to hear the glass breaking and to be able to respond if you needed to. So reinforce those entry points. If you have uh, places that uh, are, you know, where people would normally come in, make sure that they're, they're, they're locked. You know, just have a routine. I know that I've talked about this recently, there's a routine that I do every night where I go around and I check all the doors, right? I'm checking the garage door. I'm checking the front door. I'm checking the back door. And we pretty much keep everything locked. But I'm, I just do that uh, you know, automatically now. As I'm going and turning off lights and getting ready for bed, I just make that round to make sure that the doors are locked. So just make sure, you know, that, that the doors are locked. That one of your kids didn't come in or, or you were coming in with a bunch of bags and you, and you just kind of closed the door with your foot and you didn't really lock it. 
you know, you just want to keep, you know, put those eyes on your locks again. Uh, that would be smart. And then again, reinforce them. Sometimes you can you can buy those braces that you can put up against the door if you if you want to do something like that to make it even more secure where someone couldn't kick in. So speaking of reinforcing entry points, you can also reinforce your garage. So make sure that they are uh, that they are locked, right? Make sure that they're sturdy. That yeah, that you know that the the lock is engaged. If you're leaving for a little while, you you know you might have a uh, automatic garage door opener, right? You push the button and it opens up. But if you're leaving on you know vacation or whatever, you can put some you know make sure that you put something you know in the uh, in the rails. So if if the, someone tried to open up the door, try to force the door open, that it wouldn't go. And so you can you can do that. You just got to remember to uh, to uh, to take those out right when you want to open up the door, so you don't damage your your garage door. But make sure that you reinforce that so that. You know, it's not an easy way for someone to get in. Uh, even if you have a, a, your garage door and then you have another door that goes from your garage into your home and that has a deadbolt on there and you're able to secure that, more than likely you have a lot of tools and a lot of things inside of your garage that you don't want people to get into. So you want to make sure that you secure your garage right, and even your shed. Even if you have things in your back and you have a big shed and, and you have things back there, you want to make sure you secure that as well. And you don't want to make it easy for someone to come and rip you off and, and go make an easy buck to buy drugs or alcohol or whatever they're going to do, right? The other thing is, you know, look for a neighborhood watch. A lot of police departments, a lot of county, you know, sheriff departments will work with neighborhoods to help set up neighborhood watches if they don't have them already. But more than likely, there's already one. I mean, you'll see like signs up in the neighborhood and you can go ahead and join that. I mean, you might be a part of it, right? And so you'll have like a some kind of neighborhood watch every, you know, once a month or whatever that might be. But that helps to, uh, not only will that help you meet other people in the neighborhood, but that also lets you see things like at night when things are going down, it helps you to, uh, to be a part of that and to understand that. So if you, uh, if you have a neighborhood watch, go ahead and join it. If you don't, then, you know, look into what it takes to set it up. Uh, criminals are going to be less likely to enter a neighborhood where there is an active neighborhood watch and people are out and about and, and, you know, taking care of each other, neighbors taking care of each other. So what if someone breaks in and they, you know, they get into your home, you want to make sure that valuable things, like I, I really believe in decoys, right? So if you have like an old laptop that doesn't mean anything, maybe even the screen is broken or, or uh, you know, it doesn't work unless you have it connected to the power and stuff like that. You might not even really use it, right? So you could leave that out with the cord. And so if they were coming in, most of the time when people come into a home, they're going to spend minutes, minutes. That's it. You know, just a few minutes going from room to room to room, and then they're out. So, you know, two to five minutes and they're going to pick up the most valuable things and they're going to go. And one of those things is they're going to look for laptops and, and, and uh, cell phones and tablets and things like that. So if you leave that out to where they take a little bit of time to, to pick that one up and then they think that they've got something valuable, 
then you know that's something to get rid of. The other thing is you can do you know pill bottles, medicine, and stuff like that. That's another thing that is highly uh, attractive to criminals. So they're going to go to your medicine cabinets and go look for that. So you can get your empty bottles and throw some Skittles in there, right? Or some M&Ms in there. And uh, you can leave those there in the medicine cabinet. So they're going to wipe those out. They're going to take those and, you know, and leave. And you can have the other ones that are valuable and medicine that you need, whatever that might be. And you can have those hidden somewhere else. You can also leave maybe a wallet or leave some cash on a dresser where they're, you know, they're getting, you know, three or four or five bucks, and they leave your other valuables around, even jewelry. You have some fake costume jewelry or things like that. You can leave that, you know, on the dresser where, uh, you know, where they would see that and they would swipe at that. And that gives them a little bit of time to spend doing that. But your real jewelry, the things that are very valuable are up somewhere else and hidden. So find hidden spots to be able to put things and then leave some decoys out for them to take so they feel like they're getting something that they can get in and get out as, as soon as possible. And then, you know, you're alerted to it and then you come back and you harden and, and all that kind of stuff afterwards. But uh, that's if they, they break in, you want to make sure that you they don't take your valuables, right? You want them to, to take the, the, the old junky stuff so they don't get something good. One of the things that we've always done is, um, this is another one, is when we leave on vacation, we'll put you know, like uh, lights and the television on a timer. And so the lights will pop on at a certain time when it gets dark and the, the TV is on really loud. And so people will know that or people will think that there's somebody in the home. And so that's something that you can do, like, you know, home automation. And maybe, I don't know, if you have an Alexa or you have something, you know, that you can do, you can, you can turn things on automatically. And that might be something that will help to deter people from, you know, coming into your home. It gives the illusion that it's occupied. And, it, you know, it's like, hey, we don't want to go mess with that home. Um, reinforce your, your mail and your packaging. I mean, how many people have you seen so many videos of people going up to porches and stealing Amazon boxes and, and all kinds of other deliveries, right? Uh, back in the day, I knew that there was a guy in the neighborhood who had this, uh, and I think he, he, and this was like before Amazon, right? I mean, now Amazon comes with so many different packages, but uh, this guy, would have packages delivered all the time. And so he had a little lock box outside of his front door and it was unlocked unless somebody, you know, FedEx or UPS or whoever it was, the, the U S mail, they dropped off a package and then they would lock it. And so then he had the key, he would unlock it and his package was, were always safe. So if that's something for you and something that you might want to consider, you could always do something like that. And maybe, I mean, his was like a big steel cage, like he didn't care what it looked like, but you can always do something uh, a little bit more fashionable, you know, something that, that looks a little bit nicer, but it's still something that locks. So if somebody drops off something uh, to you, then they put it in there, you're able to lock it and you're good to go. And uh, the same thing for packages and, and, and uh, your mail and things like that, um, you know, something to consider there. Another thing to deter is to uh, just to get to know your neighbors. You might have a neighbor who's, you know, that n n nosy neighbor who's kind of like into everything, but when in they might they might not even know you, but you know they might be paying attention to what's going on all over the neighborhood. 
But if you know your neighbors and you're on a first name basis with them and, and you're somebody that you're able to, you know, you communicate with them on a regular basis and then someone is around their home, you're, they're more than, or your home, they're more than likely to come over and say, excuse me, Hey, can I help you? I mean, you know, um, you know, and, and kind of go from there. So get to know your neighbors because establishing that connection with them uh, and builds that sense of community and it encourages, encourages other people to kind of look out for each other. So I think that's always important in this day and age where it's like, you know, we just don't know our neighbors. We don't spend time doing that. We really need to, uh, to, to consider that. Uh, another thing that I want to say here is be mindful of social media. I mean, it's, you know, really like do not broadcast that you are going on vacation, you know, before you go. It's like, I can't wait five days and I'm going to, you know, to Hawaii or whatever. I'm going on a cruise and you put that out there on social media and friends of friends of, you know, people who wind up finding out you know, who you are and see that they're like, okay, this home is going to be unoccupied for seven days or four days or whatever it might be. And you're giving them the date of when you're going, or you're taking pictures like, Hey, I'm taking pictures at the beach. Well, they know that you're not at home. Right. And so be very careful about that. If you want to do that, take the pictures and later on, like, hey, upload them all and, you know, let people know what you did and, and they can experience, you know, your vacation or whatever you want to share, but do it after the fact. And so I think that's it's really smart not to post that kind of stuff on social media. Be very, very careful. Um, I've always thought about, you know, even the, the, the firearms and, and things like that. I've known people that, have, you know, post pictures of fire. And I'm like, yeah, I, I text them. And I'm like, you really should take that off. You're letting people know that you have a firearm and it's just not smart. And you're like, no, I'm good. You know, I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, have it your way. I just think it's not smart. Another one that kind of goes along this route is I uh, recently had a family member, uh, an uncle who passed away. And one of the things that you want to be careful of, because I've heard that this happens before is when you do the obituaries, and you you put it out there it's like hey we're gonna have the funeral at this time and at, at 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 this date right and so someone who is going through that a thief that's going through the obituaries know that who you know this person all they got to do is go search that person on the internet and they know that you know everybody in this house is more than likely going to be at the viewing at the funeral and you know at a reception or whatever they have so they're going to be out all they got to do is you know approach that home they know no one's going to be home at that time so you want to be careful about that as well so that you don't you know that's one of those where you definitely want your house hardened so if they did come you were still able to say okay hey you know they they look at it like this is not worth it I want to give you a couple of things here for someone who might live in an apartment. My wife and I lived in an apartment very early on, and uh, it was one of those things that, um, you know, it was a good experience. But we had someone who would, uh, you know, back in the day before there was like automatic gates and things like that, there was a, um, well, I guess they had automatic gates, but there was a security guard that worked at night. And our our apartment, our balcony kind of looked out, you know, from, uh, you know, to the, to the front. And sometimes we would see him, we would see him sleeping, you know, and you, you kind of feel bad for the guy because it's like, this is probably his second job or whatever. And he's sitting there, he's knocked out, you know, in this, in the security, um, area in little, you know, whatever booth that they had, but, 
you know, for us, it was like, okay, one of the selling points was that we had a security guard at night who worked the gate. They just wouldn't let anybody in. You had to be, you had to be a resident or you had to call somebody right then and there and they would call for you and they would verify and, and, and allow them in. So there was a couple of times where we would call the security booth and to kind of wake them up. It's like, dude, you should be awake, you know? And, and it was kind of early on too. It wasn't like, you know, three or four o'clock in the morning when everyone's asleep. And so if that's the case, if you have uh, other security issues, you live in an apartment, you need to go ahead and report those because an apartment complex doesn't want the word to get out that it's not a safe place. They, they are highly invested in making it a place that is, is, is safe and they want to have 100% occupancy. So, you know, go ahead and report any kind of security issues that might be there. You know, hey, the gate is, you know, the automatic gate is broken. It's left open. Anybody can come in. Uh, you know, the, the gate stays open for too long and, you know, five cars can come in before it closes and that's not safe either. Or you All those different security concerns, uh, you want to go ahead and report those so that they can do something about it. Another thing is, depending on where you live, if there's an intercom system, you want to use that. You know, go ahead and rely on that if you if you need to. Uh, I, I well, not if you need to. You should rely on that. And so, depending on what it is, uh, one of the things that I like about the Ring doorbell is you're able to see the person, but you're also able to talk to the person. So it's kind of like an intercom system, and and that really that works no matter where I'm at. I could be at work talking to the person at the front door. They don't know that I'm not at home. They just know that they're having a conversation with me. But the, but having that intercom system where you, you know somebody is maybe in a lobby and they're able to contact you or maybe at a front door and they're able to contact you and 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 you know you want to be able to use that and then the last thing here for apartments is if you have common areas that you frequent on a regular basis like uh, let's say you know oh one of the big draws for apartments are the amenities and so you have you know gyms you know the laundry rooms all those different kinds of things is you want to make sure that you are careful around those common areas. So careful about what time you go to the gym and you know making sure that it's lit up and there's people there and all that kind of stuff. Also about the laundry, uh, the laundry mat and you know that you have there. You want to make sure that you you go and it's safe. There's not, you know, it's lit up and if there's lights out, you know, you want to report that again that goes back to the security concerns. You uh, you want to report that to the apartment complex saying you need to change these lights because this path is really dark and we're going to the laundry room at night or whatever it might be. And so you want to make sure that you're paying attention there, you're mindful. And then even going to the trash. I mean, we were kind of lucky when we when we lived in the apartment complex. The um, you know the trash bins where they were weren't too far away. I mean, I was always throwing them away anyway. But uh, you know th that was a place where someone could hide, and they could jump out at you if they if they wanted to. And so just be mindful of those common areas so that you uh, you're safe, right? I really think that at this point where we are in in this day and age that we need to be careful not put our heads in the phones, in our cell phones and, and, and texting and doing all that kind of stuff. We need to be up and kind of like what the article said, put your shoulders up and your head up and pay, be paying attention. A criminal that's going to do some harm doesn't want you to make eye contact with them, right? So they're going to look away. They're going to go and, and do something else. But if you're able to, to look at people, I mean, there's been some times where I've kind of like mad dog people where I just, I didn't like the way that they looked and I, you know, they were looking kind of weird 
weird and strange and i'm just like hey i'm watching you and you might be watching me but i'm watching you and i just i'm very aware of who you are and what you're doing and i think that's something that we need to do I don't let my wife go out at night. I either send one of my big Amazon kids to go with her or I'm going with her, right? That's that's one of those things. It's just, that's kind of where we are in this day and age and we need to be smart about how we're doing things. And so protect your home. I think that's going to be one of, you know, invest in it. Spend a little bit of money in it if you have, if you have some money, spend a little bit of money to harden it. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can do for cheap to harden it. And then if you can afford it, you know, do some of the, the more expensive things. But I think that's really smart. Well, guys, that's it for episode 785. Uh, like always, I'm going to link to this article over at Ask Me a Prepper. And uh, you can... Uh, go check out the comment section. Like I said, there's always uh, you know good stuff there as well. Of course, you got to weed through it. There's always people that <laughs> there's always people that go to comment sections just to cause trouble. They they like to troll, but um, you know usually people deal with that and handle that. Guys, if you found this episode valuable, I would appreciate a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you haven't subscribed, then make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you my blackout checklist to know what you should do before, during, and after the lights go out. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.